Podcasting from the Chicagoland area, this is Game On with Jackson Stewart, where we discuss men's lifestyle, focusing on sex, fitness, relationships, business, and more. We'll be interviewing the best of the best, the hot shots, and the rising stars in the worlds of modeling, fitness, cooking, and more. Influencers who are discussing keeping it sexy while at the top of their game. I'm your host, Jackson Stewart. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the game. What if you could be a better player for the cost of one more cup of coffee a month? Get access to a growing library of lit erotica, behind-the-scenes action, and player's guides with tips on drinking, cooking, fitness, dating, sex, and life after dark. Low tier rate while offer lasts. Patreon.com. Game on with Jack. Keep it sexy and game on. This is Malika Sutton, and you're listening to Game On with Jackson Stewart. The game runs well when it benefits from social lubrication. This can be in many forms, and for certainly in the shape of excellent wine. But the world of wine can be an intimidating one, and an excellent guide can help players get through and excel well. We have such a guide as a guest this evening. Addison Rex is better known these days as Agent Crew, undercover for wine spies as their CEO. He got his start at his family's winery in Sonoma as a cellar rat, scrubbing barrels at first and eventually becoming their general manager. After joining wine spies, he led the team to a new level of success in their mission of selling one brand new wine each day at an insane price. Agent Crew is our guest this evening. Folks, you've heard the uh, you've heard the awesome biography and the introduction, and let's get right into it. We have special agent crew of the of Wine Spies with us. Crew, how are you tonight? I'm great. Thanks for having me on, Jackson. Ah, uh, thanks for being here. I, I really appreciate it, and uh, and I like wine, so the two go hand in hand. Uh, All right, well, I'm in the right place. There we go. Let's kick off by uh, let the audience know where they can find you, like what what social media platform, website, and and by what username. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, wine Spies can be found at winespies.com. Um, yeah, we do uh, basically one different wine every single day is what we bring to you. And of course we can be found just about any social media platform trying to look us up. I actually had one viral TikTok go down um, and we rolled out our first uh, kind of major commercial, which is on YouTube. So Nice. Congratulations. And you specifically, and when you talk about Wine Spies also, where are you from? Where is Wine Spies from? And, and where'd you grow up? Yeah, the, the Wine Spies, we got our brand new building. We actually just uh, bought a building in Petaluma. We've been in business for like 14 years. No, I'm sorry, it's going to be 15. So this is kind of a major milestone. We, we have a nice, uh, nice big building in Petaluma, California. And for those of you not familiar, it's pretty much directly the heart of Sonoma wine country here. It's the coolest city in Sonoma. Nice, <laughs> nice. For sure. Yeah. Um, and so my background, uh, I actually grew up in Marin County, California, 
Um, did go to uh, San Luis Obispo studying wine viticulture. My family, uh, on my, my dad's side, his brother is a, a winemaker, owns an amazing place in Sonoma Valley, which is called Deerfield Ranch Winery. So I cut my teeth there. I actually worked for them for, geez, like nine years. I started as a cellar rat, um, scrubbing barrels, doing all that good stuff. Um, when I left, I was the, the general manager. And it's a, it's a pretty cool place. It's, a, it's got a 23,000 square foot wine cave, produces about 30,000 cases annually. Um, and it's, yeah, worth, worth seeing if you're ever in the valley for sure. So I just hear, I hear Cali, Cali, Cali. If, if any cold weather touches you at all, do you just drop dead? Can you handle cold weather? <laughs> yeah, I, you know, it's true. I grew up out here and, you know, we like to complain about a light breeze at 55. So, <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's no joke. Although I will say though that I, I tend to complain a lot less about the weather than my friends. It's just like if it's not a balmy 75 or just like, uh, God, it's, it's, it's a catastrophic situation. Now you, you grew up in wine. You grew up in the business. Is there, is there a challenge for you? I mean, you're, you obviously are well rooted in the industry. Are there challenges that you find even in the business today for you? Oh yeah. I mean, you know, frankly, even not growing up in Sonoma High, it's, it felt a little bit, um, a little bit like it was, it was tough to break in and, and, and make friends out here. Um, you know, it, the thing is about wine, it's actually a super inviting community. You really just have to, um, I mean, if you, as long as you take, as long as you take the, the actual wine itself seriously. And you know, that's wine spies. That's, that's what I love about it is, you know, we, we like to have fun with it. So, you know, it, it was a little bit, it took some time to find, uh, to find, to find my people out here that enjoyed wine the same way that I do. I mean, it doesn't mean we don't take it seriously too, but it's just, it's, if I, I have a much harder time in the, uh, let's call it, uh, the, the drier settings where people are very quietly swishing the wine around in their mouth and jotting some obscure tasting notes. Well, you know, that's a great segue because, you know, I checked out Wine Spies and I, I really, I really dig the vibe that you guys have come up with because it is for people, you know, for those of you guys who haven't checked out the site yet, it's very much like a, like you are a spy, you know, it's like all the information's relayed in a type of like confidential dossier kind of vibe. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, the images kind of like disappear and, and appear and, and fade to black. And, and you're right. I mean, from my very, very limited wine exposure it tends to be kind of a and god all all the wine a segment of the wine population is going to hate me for this it tends to be a very stuffy uh very serious avant-garde kind of vibe and you guys are you guys are almost like wine for for the layman you know for the person who you know you can't put a grape in front of me and i can tell you the year it was planted and all that stuff but you guys can relay information for just the average person who might, who might enjoy wine and want to learn more. Did it, did you guys stumble on that? Was that, you know, was that something that you brought to wine spies or was that something that was already there and attracted you to the company? Well, I mean, I, I just couldn't agree with you more about, you know, how there is that stuffiness and it's off putting to so many people. 
Um, you know, and that, and that's really a shame because that's, what's cool about wine in the first place is that, you know, it actually has been around in human civilization for thousands of years. It's been so important for everybody in our culture to be able to, you know, enjoy that and, uh, partake with friends and family. Um, and it just doesn't need to be that way. So yeah, the company since the outset very much wrote every single wine review, you know, in the kind of like a mission briefing style. But what's more important, you know, nowadays, um, as we've gotten kind of away from having to write that exact kind of shtick every day is, is just like making what the wine experience of this particular wine is actually like is it more relatable. Um, so, you know, you'll often hear us talking more about like, you know, this wine is like barreling head first down a half pipe, you know, and, and, and freaking hitting that bank and then feeling a little bit out of control <laughs> and not sure you're going to stick the landing. That's, you know, we just like to write things a little bit different in a way that actually, uh, sparks your imagination. Yes. And, 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 and is, a lot more, you know, a lot more dynamic than just saying, hmm, hints of uh, raspberry leaf and, you know, and Fendi handbags. Yeah, and it, but... it, I mean, it, it, makes, it makes wine fun. And I think it, it makes, you know, it makes somebody who, you know, works a blue collar job, works a nine, nine to five or, or, you know, shift work and then a white collar job where they make like, you know, $250,000 a year, it makes it it almost seems like those two people could enjoy the same bottle of wine as that's right as they experience it through wine spies you know it, it kind of that's right yeah. and they don't need, it doesn't that's the thing is it's kind of trying to to bring everybody in because it doesn't it doesn't need to be this elitist beverage and i mean the thing is is that we actually do have i mean an insane amount of content on on each wine that we write and you know our wine buyer is in extraordinarily knowledgeable person i mean truly i mean he's our agent noir and uh i mean he could just rattle off the most obscure factoids about wine from all over the globe um and the way that you know the way that we we write it yeah we like to we like to have fun with it but all of the information is there too we do a very serious tasting note and again because we sell one one unique different wine every day that's 365 days a year, we produce a ton of content for the site um, and do, you know, incredibly thorough research. And on top of that, I mean, like, for those to come up with one wine a day, I mean, we are kissing a lot of frogs to find that prince for you. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm talking, you know, we might in a given week review 30 wines and maybe, you know, one to one to, you know, one to five of them might make the cut. So really... Definitely, definitely around one in ten, if not more than that. So we're tasting uh, thousands of wines a year. You know, one of the one of the themes of the show, you know, a lot of information for guys to level up. Like, again, what can you do so that the guy you are by Friday is better than the guy you were on Monday, kind of thing. And and I always try and drill home, like, don't be a, a drink snob and don't look down on people who you know, are not beer snobs, are drink snobs. And I, it, I like a normal light beer. I've had pricey, fancy beers and I just didn't like them. God, I have been around like beer snobs and I just want to hit them all night because they're the most annoying ass people in the world. And I, yeah, I, I imagine wine, <laughs> I imagine there's wine snobs 
who you're just like, oh my god, like if this guy doesn't stop talking, you know. Well, it's 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 the condescending attitude that really sticks you. So you know, I mean, I've sat in plenty of tasting panels with you know masters of wine, uh, master sommeliers. These are you know incredibly knowledgeable, credentialed people. Um, and yeah, a lot of times the, the problem is not, the problem's not the knowledge. Like that's why our wine buyer agent noirs is just such a joy because I love the information. I mean, wine is a deeply interesting thing. Uh, it truly is. And there's so many different facets to the craft and yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm endlessly interested in it, but it's really when you're sitting somewhere and you've like, I like this wine, you know, it could be a simple, juicy, fresh, fruity wine. Um, you know, it doesn't have to be this austere, you know, really challenging, funky wine that, you know, has like, you know, uh, manure and barnyard aromas coming out of it that I'm supposed to be enjoying. It's, you know, it's really when, it's, when the attitude of your tasting group is like, you know, hey, to each their own, that's when you can really enjoy yourself. But yeah, I've certainly been in that experience where it's very obvious that, you know, I'm being criticize and judge for my personal uh my personal tasting profile and that is just so not what it's about and i think that that is the kind of gatekeeping for sure that can turn people off when they're in the tasting room setting um and i certainly made my best effort to to make sure that wasn't the case whenever i was pouring wine you know at deerfield um but you know i would talk about <laughs> well, actually, just a little side note. We, my, my probably my go-to at the bar is like uh, I'm not even joking, like a, either a Coors Light or like a Stella or something like that. I just prefer the lighter beers. I don't know why, but I've always uh, I've always gravitated towards like Zinfandel. Um, I really like like yeah, big juicy Malbecs, that kind of thing. So that's my that's more my wine style. Red blends, you know. Yeah, I remember I was uh, <clears throat> I was out with some people and. And they were just giving me shit about drinking Miller Lite. I, oh, I was getting shit all night, whatever, whatever. And I, I like the taste of light beer. And I don't like, you know, all the extra calories that come with dark. I just don't like the taste of real dark beer. Anyway, long story short, I'm getting shit, I'm getting shit. We run into this guy, and this guy is like like Captain Badass. Like, he's all he just had his job, his vibe, everything just said this guy was the most dangerous man within five miles. And like he's got razor blood, razor razor blades in his blood. And when it came time to for him to order his beer, he ordered Miller Lite. And I looked at my yeah, table yeah. of friends like, <laughs> now somebody say something. <laughs> and everybody went quiet. Yeah. That's the way it is. But what? So we talked about the challenges. What is a day like for you? You know, because different influencers of different occupations. You know, some things they have in common. Some things are obviously. Uh, different. What is what is Agent Cruz day like? You know, you wake up, hit the gym. Do you find that you know being active helps you kind of focus on what you're doing? Oh uh, yeah, I mean it has to happen. Like I have just gone through so many uh, phases of productivity uh, and relative you know inactivity in my life, and every single time that I'm doing what I really need to do to get ahead, um, you know, I'm deep in my routine. So. I mean, yeah. What do you want the breakfast? The breakfast routine? <laughs> yeah. Like, just run us, run us through the day. I mean, do you have to do the posting? Do you get the stuff over to the guy that does the posting? Oh yeah. So I wake up. So I mean, I, well, I'll give you the quick one. So I wake up in the morning, do my quick stretch. Um, I try to get my like I, I make my coffee, 
kind of like do a real quick email cleanup. Um, then I try to get my, like my workout in 30 minutes. Um, and then, uh, yeah, if I, I really do try to get at least a 10 minute meditation in and, and that, I mean, I, it seems stupid, but I mean, it really helps me clear my head. Uh, it's been awesome being able to work remotely. So then I would pretty much just go sit at my computer, but you know, these days I'm, I'm driving into the building cause it's just nice to be here. Um, and we're kind of, uh, getting back to, to people being here now, nowadays, everyone's got, you know, their own nice office in the building. Um, and it's still funny. Most people like to be at home. So there's, there's about half of us here, but I definitely get hyped up off that energy and at work. I mean, it's crazy these days. Um, wine spy is about eight employees now. Um, when I joined, it was really just two of us. Um, and yeah, we've, we've really dramatically grown in the past three years and it's just, uh, yeah, it's just a new level. So, I mean, we have, a a head wine writer, we've got uh, a head buyer and um, kick-ass customer service team and uh, now an inventory logistics manager, social media manager. So, you know, it's it's been great to build a team. You know, none of these people were here when I joined, so it's been awesome to, to build a team um, that's so capable where, you know, I can really step back from, from that level of management um, of the day-to-day day-to-day operation of wine spies, but you know, it's like, it, and then you really get a truly shift towards business development. How can we make this thing even better? Um, and that's where my time is best spent anyway. So, so that feels good. Um, and then it's, you know, it's just, it's just, a, it's a constant flow of stuff you can and should be doing. Um, also my, my business partner, agent red, who founded the company, he, uh, he founded in 07 and he's just a, a serial entrepreneur. And I mean, like, I mean, he's, he's amazing. It's like, can't stop, won't stop. And so it's always a new idea. Um, we, we acquired, uh, we acquired a company in December called uh, Goldmine, which is, uh, which is a adaptogen, uh, supplement company. Okay. Basically like a mushroom, mushroom, um, mushroom, um, mushroom mix that you can put in, in water or coffee or, or tea. Um, so that's been a whole new journey there. Um, I'm opening up a pizzeria real close to my house right now. So that's a process. So now it's, uh, juggling all these different, all these different activities and also just, you know, trying to balance your personal life. You know, that's, uh, it all, you know, that's, that's my day. It's always different and that's refreshing. I definitely, I definitely do good when there's kind of a pattern to my week a little bit. Um, when there's my days that I know are going to be kind of catch up days. And then my one personal secret to productivity and success is just is inbox zero. Like I'm an, I'm an absolutist about it. Uh, I just every single day, pretty much all the time, clear my inbox to zero. Um, and I use the, I use Google. Um, and I, I mean, I find Gmail to be an actual, truly excellent email client, but I snooze emails to when I actually want to work on them. So I, I clear them out. I actually, I snooze them to like, to the day that I'm going to tackle that as a task, if it's that kind of email. Um, and that keeps me sane. Otherwise, you know, I would be a mess. And I just, you know, I keep my, I keep my office clean, keep my, my room clean. And that, that makes a big difference, you know? So we're talking with, with a wine expert right now. And yeah, we, we've been batting around 
the beautiful idea of making wine relatable, like for everybody. And, and what are, you know, I'm thinking, what are three steps that you could give listeners to up their wine game? Cause I think sometimes wine can be a little intimidating because we think wine is, you know, we've almost put on like this, this social pedestal, like it's only for the elitist. It's only for the experts, but everybody can up their wine game a little bit. What would be three steps or three actions or three ideas that you would want people to take away? Yeah, absolutely. I got this one. So the, the number one thing is definitely try, try new and different stuff. You know, like in the same way that we all kind of tend to go back to the favorite thing that's on the menu at our local restaurant, you know, that you love, um, you're going to pick up the same stuff. So, so try to branch out. The scariest thing is when you're, you know, at the uh, grocery store aisle and you don't, you know, not sure what any of this stuff is. Just if you like have noticed yourself grabbing this one thing over and over, grab something else. Um, so that's it. Start branch out. Then the, the number one most important thing is to pay attention to what you're drinking as you're drinking it. And I mean, literally just look at the label and make a mental association between, okay, hmm, this is like, this is what I'm drinking right now. And this is what it is. And just try to remember it um, to the best of your ability. And that alone is the thing that makes the difference. Like I know tons of people who really like wine. It's their beverage of choice. You know, they've essentially, you know, they're in a position to drink it on, you know, whenever they want, um, including good stuff, but they never really go through the step of just like, like being like, wait, really? Like what, what's in my glass right now? And, and it's the linking in your brain, the connection between like, okay, this is a Pinot Noir from Russian River Valley, and this is what I'm tasting right now. And then over time, you, you actually start to learn, okay, like this is what wines from this area generally taste like or don't taste like. So then you learn, okay, this is what I like. And that's when you start being able to look on the shelf or look online and say, hmm, okay, I've noticed in the past I've tend to like Cabernet from Alexander Valley, but, you know, not as much um, from, you know, Sonoma Valley kind of thing or the Santa Cruz Mountains. So then, then all of a sudden you're kind of on that next level and a door's opened up to you where you can just start to really kind of start to have more fun with it, frankly, you know, cause you, you get, ex, you get explored with a little bit more intentionality. Um, so that's two, I think for the third one, you know, I would, I would just say that like, there's, there's really a bit of very basic knowledge, which I mean, you could, you know, learn in an hour. Um, that definitely helps the experience out. Um, just like learning about, um, acidity, alcohol, sugar, tannin, like what those things actually mean. Um, cause those are kind of the fundamentals. Um, and maybe learn about some, some common flaws in wine, like cork taint. Um, and those things, you know, it's really not that much knowledge. Um, and if you kind of get like a basic primer on that stuff, um, yeah, it just kind of makes the whole thing, you know, a little bit of a richer experience too. So yeah, those, those would be my hot tips. Oh, and don't let anybody tell you you're wrong. If you like a wine, like there's no, no one else's taste buds can work for you. So just, just, you just do you and, you know, and, 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 and trust that what you like on your tongue is, is fine. And it doesn't matter if someone else is like, this isn't good. Cause you're never going to learn it that way. Is there one major mistake you would, 
recommend people avoid when they do wine pairing? Because I know sometimes that's a challenge. Like what wine goes with what food? And, you know, I feel like that's something that is also intimidating for people. Yeah. I mean, the truth is, is that, um, like wine pairing, wine pa- like actually doing real wine pairing is actually, yeah, is hard. But also just serving wine with food is, is not nearly as complicated as people want to make it out to be. So, like, I, I, like, frankly, like, I never even believed in the whole wine pairing thing, <laughs> even if after I was in the industry for, like, five years. But then I had, it's a, something as simple as, like, fresh cracked crab with Chardonnay, which I don't even like Chardonnay. And there's a, this magic chemistry that can happen with the right pairing. You're like, oh, my God, holy shit. It's like it's an epiphany <laughs> of a, a, a freaking mouth, mouth experience right now. So... Um, that can absolutely happen. Um, and yeah, and, and to be honest, I mean, like, this is where I'm not going to lie. Like it would, it, like if you're at a nice restaurant and the sommelier actually thought about this stuff, they're doing a good job. Um, that being said, I mean, look, you're not going to go wrong, like getting a nice red wine and putting it with some pasta or putting it with some meat. You know, it's pretty straightforward stuff. And there's pretty few things where you're really going to mess it up. You know, <laughs> like right. there's a couple, like what, what am I thinking of? Um, you know, like spicy food, um, you know, like if you have Thai food, that's the kind of thing that's quite hard to pair. Usually people just recommend like a simple white wine, Sauvignon Blanc, something like that. It's not going to like something that has high acidity um, that's going to kind of offset that spiciness is nice. Um, so this is the, those are the kind of things. But yeah, the, the, to be honest with you, that's not, I, I think people make the pairing thing a lot more um scary than it than it really needs to be i i once stumbled onto a pairing of uh i was having sangria and i had a um it was a goat cheese stuffed date wrapped in bacon Uh drizzled uh with pomegranate sauce and i kid you not crew there was some kind of orgy at the base of my brain (laughs) yes yeah, like if somebody had yeah. walked up and said we're about to put a bullet in you, I'd been like, I'd been totally, like, <laughs> yeah, cool. yeah, I'd have been at, <laughs> take me now, I'd have been at peace with it because I was never, <laughs> never gonna peak as well as I did at that moment. But now I totally, when you said that that uh, explosion in your mouth of just like awareness, it, it's if you you stumble onto it, I think most people stumble unless they're experts and you know they've done their research and you know and like you have grown up in the industry. But for, for the layman uh, or lay person, when you stumble onto it, it is, like you said before, like take note of what, what you're drinking and what you're eating because you want to be able to achieve that again. And, um, yes. Yeah, yes. totally. That, that's, a, that's the thing is you got to just pay attention, you know, and it's helpful. I mean, if you have a friend who's, a, who's like a wine person, again, don't let them tell you what you should like. But it's great to get recommendations from people that, that you're like, oh, I tried this and I, you know, I that's basically what I do for a living is, you know, I, I try recommendations and I mean, yeah, like wine spy is the reason that we have so much like loyalty and our customers buy from us so many times is because essentially like we're out there trying wines for them and they've come to trust our palate that, you know, we're going to be bringing them good wines. And then we do supply, you know, enough information for them where they can check it out and be like, Oh, it's something I'll be into or not. So essentially like we're bringing, really good wines to you no matter what. And that's where it's like, if you can kind of like find a good, like 
source of recommendations and try them over time. And, and if you're paying attention, then you'll also on top of that learn, all right, I, I'm not, I don't even like Pinot Noir that much. I'm just more of a cab guy, you know? So in keeping with the theme of sexiness and every guest, every guest loves and hates this question. What is the sexiest thing about crew? Oh, yeah, that is a hard one. Well, it's definitely not this scraggly beard right now. Let me tell you that. <laughs> I definitely went into full on mountain man for, uh, for winter time. And then I decided I haven't, I've had like a pretty clean cut for, for years. Um, and I'm like, I'm going to mix this up, but I'm going to like start with a, a blank canvas here being the shaggiest dude I've ever been in like two decades. And then I'm going to cut this back into a, a fine work of art. So yeah, uh, I would say definitely not the personal grooming at this very moment. <laughs> my, my girlfriend, uh, uh, not too happy with that. Um, besides the, uh, the blue steel glint in my eye, I mean, you know, which is pretty fierce. <laughs> now, I mean, dude, come on. It's gotta be, it's gotta just be the confidence. It, it always is, right? That's, that's, uh, you know, that's, that's, that's what, that's what, that's, and it's not just, uh, for the ladies. That's like everybody's attracted to, to a person who knows what they're about and, and what they want. You know, it has been, and, and I, I'm, I'm cheating a little bit because the next question is going to be what makes a person sexy, but we have had, I, I would say probably out of, out of all the guests that have been on the show, 99%, um, or very close have all said confidence is what makes people uh, very sexy. And what is the sexiest thing about them? These are people who you would think would say, you know, their bodies or their face or et cetera. So I, I agree with you completely. And so I'm going to ask you, what makes a person sexy? And is your answer also confidence? Yeah. I mean, it, it just has to be right. And I mean, that's why, <laughs> you know, sometimes you see that, uh, that guy who's got the lady that he's maybe punching above his weight class a little bit. There's a single common denominator in, and, and, uh, it's not the money. It really is just, I mean, maybe that confidence came with some money. Um, but it really is just, uh, it's really just, yeah, knowing, knowing, knowing who you are, what you want, being comfortable in your skin. Um, and, and realizing that, that you don't have to front, you know, you don't, you don't have to front. That's the weakness. And that is, you know, a lot of times I'll say we hear the term player and we think of the negative, the negative view of a player. Somebody that manipulates and lies and cheats. I like to talk about the real players who are people who are confident, who are successful without having to screw over anybody on the way up that ladder. And, and I, I, I couldn't agree more that confidence is, you know, we've all seen that guy. When you look at the guy and he, he's got this beautiful woman with him and you're thinking, how the hell did that raggedy, <laughs> that raggedy motherfucker pull her down? And, <laughs> but if you were to ask her, uh, she would just say it, it, it's his attitude, it's his confidence. Cause a lot of times you gotta have confidence to even make the play for somebody who's above your weight class, right. you know, who's, who typically, um, like you wouldn't have a shot with. So, it is now. Well, and, and actually, you know, every guy's doing that mental math and not making the move. So even just the fact that you're, you're the one willing to walk up and talk to her. A hundred percent. Everyone else is uh, coughing into their, their beer. So know. many guys have lost the game before they even play it. Exactly. And, you know, and I think it's that same confidence that allows you to, you know, allows you and anybody else to connect with people. Because people who lack confidence will, you, you become kind of shy and you, 
you, you look down and, you know, it's something to just walk up to a manager and say, hey, I really like your place. Good job. To thank, thank your waiter, thank your waitress, thank the, the bus boy or what. It takes a confidence to, to connect with people. And I think that that, uh, that that resonates in everything you do. Yeah, well, it's so true, man. And, you know, and it, it builds on itself. Like I woke up this morning, I had some uh, homemade shortbread, mm. uh, homemade lavender, ho- homemade lavender shortbread so baked good. for me yesterday yeah. by my beautiful girlfriend who's a doctor, you know, and, <laughs> and, and I, I was feeling pretty good as I drank my coffee, ate that shortbread, I, um, I, you know, and that, and that gets you ready for the day too. I think you have done uh, well. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, sir. I think you have done very uh, well. You know, and, and she's, she's wonderful. She's, she's amazing. Dr. Lulu. Well, I and, think, uh, uh, I, I think both you guys have, have good taste and, and yours, not, <laughs> yours not just being in wine, obviously, but, um, it is time for the quick game where we like to give All right. we like to give our guests a chance to run through some entertaining questions. Crew, I know you are ready, so here we go. Let's go. If you could teleport, where would you go and why? Oof, that's a hard one. Hey. Uh, can I teleport back real quick? Um, nope, you're stuck. <laughs> oh shit! Because I, I was gonna go like heart of the rainforest jungle, but then I don't want to. <laughs> I'm not trying to be trapped out there for too long. Um, okay, well, this I grew up. Uh, I grew up spending a lot of time in the south of France, and I haven't been back for many years. So I would teleport to Antibes, Antibes, France, which is uh, near the Italian border in south of France. Get a little bit of nostalgia. Morning, noon, or night? Oh, gotta be morning. I'm gonna enjoy my day. Awesome, awesome. Uh, how do you like your steak cooked? If you eat steak, medium rare, bloody. Bloody, but not too bloody. But, uh, you know, I, I used to be all the way rare, but I found when I, as I've grown up that you get a little bit more flavor when it's been cooking a little bit longer. As a, uh, as a friend of mine would say, pink, but not mooing. It, that, yes, exactly. Oh, funny story about that. So, uh, right, you're going to think this is like, everyone thinks I'm totally crazy. This is completely true. I, have this I, I, I'm not colorblind my dad is colorblind I'm not colorblind but when I cut into a perfect like when I cut into meat off the grill when I'm grilling and I cut into it I don't know if it's like how the heat reacts with it but when I cut into a steak on the inside of the steak I see it as green and then as it cools it it cools to the regular color but the way I have to tell a steak's doneness is by how green it is <laughs> and I didn't even know that was weird until I was like in my mid twenties, and I'm like, "You think this is the right color, green man?" And the guy's like, "Oh, what?" <laughs> I think that's gonna be the uh, next the the next quick question. Do you ever see green steak? <laughs> yes, yes. What's uh? Where's your favorite place to watch TV? Um, it's hmm, interesting. I mean. Yeah, come on. Like, it's got to be the comfort of my own home. I mean, you know, it's like it's one thing if you're watching a game at a bar, your team's winning, it's a good vibe. But come on, eating your PJs on your own couch, you know, what do you mean we're comfy? <laughs> Frankly, I, I don't mind if I'm by myself watching my show at my own pace. What is your dream car? Uh, so right now I've got – um, a Stingray, Corvette Stingray. Nice. I've always loved Cor- I've always loved Corvette since I was a little kid. I've always driven sports cars and always driven them fast. Um, 
I guess I would just want a ZR1, which is just, you know, like the, like the, the big monster Corvette, um, you know, with that big freaking engine in it. But to be honest with you, I mean, I, it's for the same reason I don't ride a motorcycle because I don't trust myself to not do stupid shit. It's probably good <laughs> I just have the regular Stingray. <laughs> yeah, the more cylinders I have, the more trouble I'd get into. Exactly, um, exactly. If you had to choose gold or silver? Uh, gold, gold for sure. And the last question, probably one of my favorite questions, who inspires you? Um. My dad, I mean, I know it's probably the answer everyone gives, but, you know, he's just, he's an architect and, and he's just such a diligent, hard worker. Um, you know, I'm super lucky. Like we're, we're always, we, it really is important to have the men in our lives that inspire us. Um, you know, my dad is just, he's just a, he just is highly focused and professional when he's on the job. My uncle, who's the winemaker who I really apprenticed under. Um, you know, he really is kind of embodies the spirit of a Renaissance man, which I really try to take on. I try to learn, um, a little about a lot of different things and serve me very well. And then my business partner, um, is just, he's always, always, always thinking bigger. He's never self-limiting. Um, and so that, that, you know, and, and I've learned the power of that too. So, so yeah, I've got some, some pretty, some pretty awesome people to look up to and, 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 you know, I really wanted to mention, it's like you, you were saying about the confidence thing. It's like, it's, 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 it's about lifting other people up too. Like, it's like you, how, how, how can you put yourself out, yourself out there in the world? And I think that one of the things that has really helped me to grow and be always better and trying to be my best is, you know, lifting people up as I've come along and be a mentor to others. And then you're someone that people look up to. I mean, you want to, you want to live up to the person that other people see you as, you know? So you're kind of, you're kind of like, you're setting the bar. Um, and then you're like, okay, these people believe in me. I better hit that bar. And you really can't miss, you know? And that keeps you there better than anything else. Good people, sexy people. That wraps up our interview with the cool, the relatable, and uh, the mysterious, because I got to say mysterious, because you are also (laughs) Agent Crew. Crew, thank you so much for joining us this evening. And one more time, let people know where to find you. Hey, my pleasure, man. This has been really great. Thank you for having me on. Uh, Wine Spies is the place to be. You can always check it out. Just Google Wine Spies, and it'll pop right up crazy deals on wine every day crew we'll see you soon thank you